This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. Hello and welcome to episode 45. Uh, 45, Ian. We're, For, we're, 45, yeah. Wow, for, that's a single. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. And, and, and only five away from the big five zero. I know, I know. it's scary. What are we going to do to celebrate the big five oh? Ah, well, it's uh, funny you should ask, and this isn't scripted. No, it's um, not. No, I was genuinely yeah. interested. <laughs> um, I, I said back when we did 25 that, you know, every 25th episode we'll stop and pause and, yeah. and evaluate, you know, who our favourite characters are so far and just uh, uh, check in like that. So we'll be doing that. But also, I, I was looking for the date for episode 50. And if we continue releasing them one a week up until then, it's actually our birthday episode. Um, oh, right. wow. Because, yeah, because the first two so episodes... So that means we've missed two, does it? Or... Yeah, no, do you remember the first two episodes were fortnightly, weren't they? Oh, yes, you're right, yeah. Do you remember back before the, we... Back uh, in the old days, yeah. Back in the old days. So, yes, even though it's only episode 50, it is actually our anniversary oh, uh, episode. we'll get any cards... We might get cards. We might yeah. get cards. We're giving something away, haven't we? We've, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're actually going to have a competition on episode fifty. So, uh, any uh, our list. I almost said anyone listening. It's yeah. sorry, our listener, our listener. Yeah. Our listener um, listen in for episode yes. fifty. You might win a prize. Yeah, if we can just come up with a competition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's proving a bit of a sticking point at it the is, moment, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, so uh, so are you ready for today then, Ian? I'm ready, yes, for Ginka the Stinker. I'm ready Ginka for... the Stinker. I just sent you the linker for Ginka the Stinker, the stinker. <laughs> yes. Uh, first question of the day, have you got your balaclava on? Uh, no, it's too hot. I, did, I didn't bother putting it on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go like the other officer, so I'm just looking old. So you're Daryl the Farmer. I'm Daryl, yeah, Daryl the Farmer, yep. I'm Ginka the Stinker because I am wearing a balaclava. Um, and if you care to look on Facebook right now, I've just posted it. Oh. That's that's me live, um, grinning uh, <laughs> at the. Yeah, it's a terrible photo. Why did why did I, did I, mean, I think this would be doing? a good idea? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're giving away all the magic behind yes. the scenes. Yeah, behind the curtain, we've had a yeah. peek behind the veil. I wear that balaclava all the time, really. I, well, it's probably very, it's cold. Since here, I was little, it? yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Balaclavas were a thing when you were little. They were, when, yeah, uh, knitted when balaclavas yeah. when you were little. Yeah, you didn't you wear a hat. Yeah, yeah, you didn't wear a hat. You wore a balaclava, a green I, I knitted mean, one. I had. Yeah, when I when I was uh, uh, growing up, baseball caps hadn't sort of made it across. If you saw someone in a baseball cap, you thought they were exotic. Yes, um, and people had just stopped wearing like trilbies and flat caps and things. So yeah, you, if you saw someone in a hat, it was a bit of a, a bit of a talking point, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, all kids had either um, Simon Snorkel jackets or yeah. balaclavas, or if if it was very cold, both, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Now you'd get um, arrested by SO13 or whatever, wouldn't you? And well, this is why I off. only wear this is why I only wear my balaclava indoors or when I'm yes. trooping as a trooper. Yes. What what you get up to indoors is your own affair. There we go. All right. Okay. Well, here we go then. Ginka the Stinker. Um, um, Children of Auron, written by Roger Parks. Yeah, never heard of him. 
Never heard of him. Well, he, he did two other Blake 7 stories, both of which we have yet to cover. Uh, Voice from the Past. I like you. He wrote that one. And Headhunter. I like Headhunter, so... Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so that's what he did for Blake 7, but he also he wrote for The Prisoner. He wrote for Survivors, yeah. uh, Crown Court, Zed Cars, Angels, a lot of these, like, so you know... another safe pair of hands. Safe pa- yeah. pair of BBC hands. Yes, definitely. So this is his story, Children of Auron, and let's get started. And we yeah, start that with... Ti- a- that title, though, see, because Anne's from the north, she's from uh, Newcastle area, and I, whenever I hear this, I just think of it, so it sounds like they're talking about, like, kids they know, and it's like, it's the Children of Auron. oh, but, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it just sounds weird. I think in my brain I change it to Auron for some reason, I don't know why. I was thinking Arundel, you know, down yeah. in uh, down in uh, Cornwall, oh, right, Children yeah. of Arundel, hmm Hmm. Um, a castle so there, isn't it? There is. It's a ruined castle. Really nice yeah. one. All right. Well, it, it starts with the turd ship. It um, does. Oh, I actually wrote that's my first note. Turd ship. Officially, officially designated as such now. Um, it, even Anne pointed out that the turd ship looks awful. What is it? And also, you know, you, you when it scoops up the little model when you see the windows, mm. and they, they're, they're not even level. They're not even square. And it's like, what is going on? My my exact words on my notes here, those windows are not square at all and are oh. decidedly wonky. Yeah, wonky is the word for it. Yeah, they look like they, they're just old bits of cardboard that have been hurriedly cut out and yeah. just stuck on quickly. Well, I, I, I thought that, that in other episodes we've not seen any sort of, this, no working parts on this turd ship. So I wonder if they thought, well, we, we've got to have a ramp. And when they were looking at it, they thought, this is too bare, so mm. let's bung some detail on. But it's, yeah. it's not. It's not a good. I mean, I don't like the ship anyway. I've said before. It's. It's. A, I think it's a terrible design, and it. It doesn't show it to its best advantage in this episode. No, it is a terrible design, and yeah. and it goes against design aesthetic for Federation craft. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't think of any other Federation craft that's actually got windows. Can you name a Federation craft that's actually got windows? No. They. I mean, I. You generally don't get windows on any, any other ship, do you? Because they. It that way. It sort of keeps the scale hidden. Mm. As soon as you've got windows, a window is generally the size of someone looking out the window, so you can work out sort of a rough scale. But yeah, it's um, it, yeah, I can't think of any that have got windows. That I can think of one, outside. which is the uh, the hospital ship, the one that Callie and Villa oh, uh, on. Yeah, that that curvy hospital ship that yeah. had windows. But I'm thinking, if you have windows and you're going to film it and make it look realistic, you've then got a light. The yes. interior, which means you've got to make a cockpit as well. Yep. So maybe that's the design yeah. choice for that. Otherwise, it just looks like bits of cardboard stuck on, which this one does. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> li- I do like the mottled paint job, though. It's a. It's a very strange metallic-y black mottled paint job. Yeah, um, it's it. It's just weird, though, isn't it? It's. It doesn't fit. It, it would, if it was an alien craft, it, you could go, okay, it's fine. But the fact that they're trying to make out its Federation new design. I mean, Christ, they really changed their designers, didn't they? Yeah, we've said this before. Mm. If there was one line to say, you know, needs yeah, must, then we've, need. we've, or, or it's an appropriated Andromedean ship yeah. or something. Because we go inside and that flight deck is not very earthbound technology, is it? With all the green lighting. And... No, they've, they've tried to do a bit alien looking. And also, I can't work out whether that's meant to be artwork on the wall or like scanner screens. Because they're just like paintings, aren't they? Yep. They're not. They don't. There's no attempt to make them look like they're computer screens or anything. So I, it's really weird. 
It is weird. Weird, choice. weird design choice. Yeah. Serverland's there. She's with her mutoids who, like we've said before, are sitting on bar stools. Yes. Yeah. Um, very, very safe looking in a ship, isn't it? If you oh, get yes. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. When you go into a land, you're all yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. And they've got a contact, an hour on bound contact, and it's yeah. a sea type patroller. Yeah. Which uh, is not a bad little model. It looks all right, this model. It's a strange design again, but it's sort of better, seems to be better made than the turd ship. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I like the slabbiness of it. Yeah, yeah no, no, that's all right. Yeah, and in comes Daryl. Daryl in his yes, trooper I like outfit. Darryl. I like Daryl. He looks, he looks good, and he? he looks okay in his outfit. He looks a bit. He's a bit careworn, isn't he? He's 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 seen the sights. And, well, I thought yeah. farmer. You know. Yeah, he, um, he's got the look of a farmer, or uh, you know, someone that's gone to auction and is uh, is not happy because the prices have gone up. <laughs> That sort of looking person, but I do like him. It's weird in this episode. You're, you're. I don't know who you're meant to sort of side with between Ginkgo and Daryl, and I think they're they're thinking you should side with Ginkgo because of the lines about your, you know, Daryl, your old power, and you've got correction and I'm. But it totally works the other way. I feel sorry for Daryl. I think mm. he seems a decent bloke, whereas Ginkgo just comes across as a bit of a twat. I, I I would thought the same thing as you, and I was thinking it was like Leyland, you know, the yeah. uh, the London's yeah. captain. He's old school, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's he's come from a time when there was still a bit of honour, and mm. he's seen what's happened to the his world, and he's sort of, or not given up, but he's almost at that point, isn't he, where he's just letting it letting it wash over him mm. rather than trying to to stand up against it. Yeah, very much like Leyland. Um, yeah. Good actor. I don't know who he is. He's he's quite quite believable in the part. No, he is very good, and I like him. <laughs> and yeah, yeah I, I I I do feel sorry for him, especially the fate that he has, um, which isn't any of his own doing. Um, and uh, and I think it was a bit of a toss up. Do we do Daryl? Do we do Ginka? But yeah. I think Ginka is is so deliciously yes yeah, snidey and smarmy and treacherous yeah, i thought not, we'll go with nice, ginka he's not a nice person is he? he's not and and here he comes the, yes, he, he, he makes his appearance on a on a screen Always um, wearing a complete with permanently attached balaclava yeah. at no point does he ever take it off one yeah. other guy you see with a balaclava right at the beginning here he's got a balaclava on as well but all through this ginka never takes his balaclava off well i was wondering is it what has he got like embarrassing hair or something because, you know, in um, uh, the uh, Hartnell Dalek version of Earth, there's a character in it called Jenny. And in, in film shots, she's got normal hair. And then in the studio, she's permanently wearing a balaclava. And it was because the actress had a haircut between doing the location work and doing the studio work. And the haircut looked awful. All right. So they put her in this terrible balaclava for every internal shot. And I, I was I had that in mind while I was watching this thing. And, has he got like a punk hairdo, or has he got a tattoo on his forehead, or something they don't want you to see? I don't know. It's strange. It can't be the same thing as who, because of course he never went on location. This no, is, that's all, true. All, all yeah. Ginkas stuff is studio bound, so yeah. it can't be a continuity thing. But uh, yeah, there he is. He's got his balaclava on. Um, I like how the actor is Asian, and yes. that, that there's never mention of it. No, no, no nobody is, re refers yeah, to him being which Asian, which is what it should be. No. No. You know, it, you sh it shouldn't make any difference by, I mean, by this time in the, you know, what is it, the second century of the no. calendar or whatever the hell it was. Um, yeah, I mean, is it, I, I was going to say, is it racist that he's the 
treacherous um mm. treacherous character the can't be trusted character and he's asian is that a little bit of i don't know i i let's let's err and say not mm. let's err and no, say that, that 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 never has occurred yeah. to me that oh he must be the bad guy um but i was trying to think did we ever have any other asian actors in blake 7 um i don't know there must have been wasn't there i, I can't think of one no i'm trying to think of extras anything no Oh, well, well, I suppose in, I mean, at the BBC at the time, I mean, you used to have, like, David Yip, wasn't it? Yes. Was their go-to, or Burt Kwok, if they could afford him, mm. um, or just a yellow upper Caucasian actor. Yeah, and, and, that, of, uh, and that, that puts it into history, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yes. that certainly yeah. does. That certainly does. But, uh, oh, Rick Young here, the actor, I mean, yeah. lo looking at his IMDb. Um, he's done a lot, hasn't he? Done he's a done lot. a lot. But when you see the name of the character, yeah, he, he, he was playing the stereotype yes. in the 70s, yeah. very much so. Okay. All right, okay, so they're going to fire this thing called an ionic beam at the ship to disable it, but not hurt the pilot. Yes. And uh, I looked it up, and it's actually a real thing. An, an ionic, ionic beam. beam. Yeah, an ion. I've got it written down. An ion beam is a type of charged particle beam consisting of ions. Ion beams have many uses in electronic manufacturing and other industries. Um, some derive from the mercury vapor thrusters developed by NASA in the 1960s. Well, so there you go. Like it's a real thing. In science. Yeah, it's not a space thing. It's a real yeah. thing. Oh, well, it gets extra points for that then. Mm -hmm. um, on the Liberator. Yes. Um, they're discussing something we already have uh, mentioned on this show, Avon's desire to go to Earth to kill Shrinker. Course, um... Course 82804. Destination is the planet Earth. Why Earth? Why not? Anywhere else in mind. The Himalayas are quite tall at this time of the year. Feeling homesick, are you? As it happens, it's his idea. There's someone there he wants to eliminate. Execute. What? One of the Federation's para-investigators. Notorious thug, known as Shrinker. One of his victims was a young woman called Anna Grant. She was important to me. So it's just revenge you're after? Just and sweet. And you two, you approve of this? In the absence of a more pressing engagement. I am not asking them to kill him. But pointless revenge. It doesn't achieve anything. We're going home. To Earth. Does it have to matter why? Yeah, nice little bit of um, future continuity. Now, this bit, I was going to uh, say in behind the scenes, but uh, this bit is not Roger Parks. Right. This bit is Chris Boucher. Which um, makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it's... It's up to the program makers to put the continuity bits in to link these shows. And I mean, it's we rarely get this on Blake Seven, do we? It's not a, it's not an arc type show. They very rarely reference other episodes, so it was nice nice to to see this. Anne was a bit put out because she she didn't watch um, Rumors of Death, right? Or didn't watch bits of it because we we did it in several parts. Remember? We did, um, which makes it difficult to watch. Um, so she was she was sort of saying wondering why they why the rest of the crew was so easy going with uh avon's out of the blue 
revenge and wanting mm. to kill people. And she, even she said, that's not like the Avon we know. No. And it's like, yeah, no, he did change. Mm. Very much so. Mm. Um, yeah, written by Chris Boucher. And, and the reason he wrote these scenes is because he knew Rumours of Death was coming up next in, in the yeah. shooting order. So this was put in. And the other way that you can tell it's Chris Boucher is, you know, it's bloody fantastic. Yeah, it's brilliant. Dialogue. The whole yeah. gutless inanity line, that, yeah. which we'll be talking about shortly. Yeah. Yes. It's, re it's really good as well that they, he, he's written it so that Avon can't see his own um, hypocritical argument can he it's really it's nicely mm. done mm. and it shows you just shows you just how far avon is out of his normal or off his kilter to how he is normally off his kilter that's a very mm. good way of putting it um costume wise i thought uh villa's brown outfit is very nice quite yes, like that yep. outfit i uh, didn't like uh talent's chamois lovers i didn't like that well it looks to me like he's wearing one of gareth thomas's cast-offs because it doesn't yeah. fit him at no, all. It's, it's, it's far baggy, too baggy. Isn't it? It's, it's like, too it's like baggy. A sack, yeah. yeah, I like Callie's purple plush outfit with yeah, the contrast in V, the turquoise V she's got there. But mm. oh dear, Avon's number. It looks like he's got carpet on his shoulders. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know whether you know whether they had separate costume designers per episode, mm. but this one is not great. And um, Dana's outfit is not very nice. And then she puts a bin liner over mm. it. It's <laughs> like what? It's, what? 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 It's the future. It's the future. Although, all these costumes. I mean, even Ginkgo in his dodgy balaclava. It's not the most stupid costume. That comes down to uh, Mr. Troughton, doesn't it? Like, who we meet shortly. Well, he's coming up now, yeah. Mr. Troughton, yeah. isn't he? Troughton Junior. Yeah, the um, the Aron ship ship is piloted by him. Uh, he's he's called Pilot Four Zero, isn't he? Yeah, I would have thought he'd have been a bit more well known. But then I suppose he hadn't, what had he done? He hadn't, he wasn't uh, Fletcher Pierce Dervish yet, was he? No, so, no. So I suppose he was just a, a bit part actor at this point. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, his outfit is dreadful. Um, he's got this rubbish, it looks like a silver life jacket. Yes. And it looks flying like a part, helmet. You know those party balloons that are in the shape of numbers and things? Yeah, or letters, it like does. Like upside down. Or it's a space gurning toilet seat. Oh, it could, well, back yeah, to the gurning, are we? Yeah. <laughs> And and the hat, he, the hat, he's got a flying the, helmet. Yeah. <laughs> when what do you the have hell? flying flying helmets in space? But it's, too, it's, it's not only a flying helmet; it's a silver flying helmet, and it's too small for him. So it's sat on the top of his head, <laughs> like a, a small painted wooden duck. It's awful. It's, it's really bad. It's, it's not a good look. I mean, here <laughs> it doesn't Bless look good. Him. When they drag him into Serverland's yeah. command deck, he looks even worse. But uh, yeah, you said earlier, yeah, his ship gets swallowed up by the turd ship. Yes. Quite a nice little sequence, that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, a, it's ambitious for this this far into the program, season three. The the budget obviously isn't there, is it? So they, it's nice that this is a, a an unreusable shot. Mm. You know, we do get done it specifically to, yeah, for it. We get used to in series three very much the um, the the Battlestar Galactica reuse of footage. So the only sequences you'll see you've seen before. Mm. Um, so it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to see. Uh, an unusual shot. My only thought was that hangar bay that drops down out the belly of her ship, I'm not sure if there's enough room for that to actually fit back up. No. You, you yeah. know, it I takes up an awful lot of space, I think. Uh, well, remember we were saying last uh, last week on the, um, or the week before on the pursuit ships, and it might be that there's a very small living space and the rest oh, is yes. like, and yeah. perhaps this is why they've built massive, great big hangar decks far too big <laughs> for what they need. 
Mm. Mm. But yeah, um, we then go inside and Servalan herself is preparing that potion thing, isn't she? Yeah, that's she? some dirty looking water, isn't it? It's got right floaters in it. <laughs> I don't like that. And she says to Daryl that the pilot won't suspect what's coming as all our ons yeah. have their tele- telepathy negated by an ion beam. So uh, that's yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's the reason for it. And and it yeah, that's when he comes in. In comes uh, pilot four zero. Ah, pilot four zero. Loss of power. Systems failure. Total cutout. You were hit by a random ionic reef. Ionic reef? Probably a residual from the war. We ran into it too. But with force shields up. More? Thanks. Ginker, how badly damaged is the Auron patrol ship? Its control systems are burnt out. The auxiliary power unit is functional, but for manual operation only. I'm continuing the further checks. Manual only, I'm afraid. I'll manage. With reduced power? Iron isn't so far off. Can you supply me with the course coordinates? Naturally. I only wish we had time to divert. No. Since the war and Federation breakup, our people are more cautious than ever. Isolationists. Very prudent of them. There are so many unscrupulous fortune seekers at large. Checking's completed. Good. Set course coordinates for Aron. Right away, madam. Right. I owe you my life. Just be sure and get home safe. Brought in by troopers without their halos. I don't know yeah, if they were broken like at the time. Yeah. I don't like it. I've seen it explained in fandom that, oh, these are like commandos yeah, or something like that. that. No, no, no. They didn't have enough halos or or one was missing a halo and it looked daft if one was missing. So let's take them all off. Yeah. Travelers uh, without them, they do just look like climbing helmets, don't they? But they do. Stuck on them, it's... Yeah. It is the halo that makes that trooper yeah, outfit. Definitely. You, you, you know, the faceplate and the halo. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um so he's brought in by these troopers. Servalan lies and says his ship was hit by an ionic reef. Um, Daryl plies him with that drink. And, uh, and um, you know, I like her look to him as he's drinking yeah. it. Her look to Daryl. You know, <laughs> you know what, what, what she's up to. She's really good in that bit. She's brilliant again in this episode. Daryl is, um, he, he, this is, goes right against his officer creed, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she is really good in this. I like her outfit, complete with unnecessary dog collar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and they, they they say about oh we can take you home, and he's like no, Aaron. Since the war, you know, and the breakup of the Federation, uh, Aaron is more cautious than ever, and he'll go home on manual control. I like the way she says, "Oh, just make sure you get home safely." Yeah, very, very mock concerned. Yeah, but it's it, it's genuine concern. She does want him to get. Well, home I suppose safely. yeah, you're right. She does want him to. Well, yeah, she wants him to get home, but not necessarily safely. Yeah, if he crashed the ship yeah. on on landing, yeah, well, her her plot's it. gone. Yeah. She yeah, does want him the, home safely. The plague would be wiped out, wouldn't it? Yep, yep. We we then go back to the Liberator, and we get this very weird. Ooh, high nice, up panning yeah, shot it, yeah. across the Liberator fly deck. It's really good, but I thought spo- spoilt by Tarrant's legs akimbo man spreading. 
Since when has a personal vendetta been a good enough reason for going anywhere? The trouble with the people of Aaron is that they all suffer from a superiority complex. You should get on well with them, then. Too good to become involved with the rest of humanity. That's not true. Just because we happen to be neutral doesn't Neutrality or pacifism, it all boils down to the same gutless inanity. You're wrong. Gutless inanity? I like it. What's it mean? Some of us wanted to participate in galactic affairs. Yes? Yes. So what happened? Were you overruled? The great passive majority psyched them into line. Telepathic communion is a wonderful thing. I joined a group of freedom fighters. On our own? No, defending the planet Saurian Major from the Federation. The Federation won, of course. Yes. I do try, though. We're not all gutless, you see. And the Aurons punished you for your defiance, didn't they? Were you exiled? Yes. Why do you imagine I've never gone back? Affection for him? Yes. Well, that's Tarrant. Tarrant ruins everything, doesn't he? So. That, that is a beautiful panning shot which shows off the Liberator, you know, uh, beautifully. And Tarrant's manliness as well. Yes, yeah. Well, I suppose, uh, presumably they must have, uh, in the studio for something else, must have had a, uh, a crane unit. Mm. And they thought, what's the best thing we can do with this crane unit? And that's show off um, Tarrant's uh, manspreading, isn't it? Yeah. I reckon somebody was painting next door. Oh, yeah. like, oh can we what? borrow that? I think you, you might well be right. I reckon this is totally unconnected and the director's gone, oh, we could use that. Yeah. Because why you would use it, it before, push. wouldn't you? Yeah. You yeah. Use that no, I think it's it terrific. Available. I Looks think it's good. terrific. Yeah. yeah, it works well with the music as well as it yes. goes across. Yeah. All the Liberator stuff is really good in this episode. Yes, it is. Yeah. And Avon's working on a box, uh, yeah. um, aided by Villa and Callie, and uh, they're, they're helping him using these things. I think I think they're those uh, plastic insulators you get on high-voltage cables, those yeah. ribbed plastic things. Yeah, I thought that. Or like um, a steering joint, a CV joint. Uh, oh, yeah, could know, be that. The, the rubber one off them. I've yeah. seen them enough times after an MOT. But, um, yeah, it, I don't know what he's doing, mind. I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> I like that outrageously huge claw thing he's got yes. for taking things out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, and Callie's trying to talk Avon out of uh, going to Earth, but he's not having any of it. And this is what I was saying about Cal- Chris yeah. Bout- Boucher's script here. Callie is excellent. Once again, the voice of reason. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I never. I when I was younger, see, because I was a bloodthirsty, horrible teen. I, I thought, bloody Callie, bloody yeah. Callie, in her peaceful ways. Yeah, I always no, thought of her as yeah. a, a bit wet and wimpy, yeah. But, yeah. but no, no, no. She, she is really, really good in this. Well, she's. I think now she's one of the strongest characters, both in. I mean, she's an excellent actress, but both in the the. It's it's much. It takes much more strength to be peaceful than it does to be warlike, doesn't it? Mm. It's, mm. Yeah, I really appreciate her. Yeah, and the script is really good. You know, Avon saying the trouble with Auron is they all suffer from the same Yay, superiority bitter, complex. Yeah, I like I like Villa's little. Oh, you'll get on all right with them then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. again, Michael Keaton, superb. Yeah, and I do like that line. It all boils yeah. down to the same gutless inanity. Yes, we have said yeah. before. Yeah, you know, while we've been doing this podcast, that you know, sometimes through you know TV, uh, you learn new words. Yes. And I'd never heard of inanity, and ne- neither is Villa. He says, uh, yeah. gutless inanity, I like it. What does it mean? <laughs> yeah, know? I like Villa. Yeah, nobody uses the word inanity. Um, we have a contradiction now, though, don't we? Because Callie says she and others on Auron wanted to intervene in affairs off-world, 
and she joined the Freedom Fighters on Sauron Major, and when it failed, she was banishment, banished as punishment. Yeah. But in Time but she Squad... Didn't, yeah, she wasn't banished, was she? She no, shows no, out it was, shame. It was self-imposed. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, she failed to save them, and so her exile was self-imposed. But that's, I think in that it's Blake t- saying that, so maybe that was just mm. Blake's interpretation of why she never went back. You know? Yeah, it could be. But, well, I suppose, yeah, it could be that that's the the feelings Blake would have had. Mm. He would have been ashamed. He, to... That's what he would have done in her yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. And I love the line about, why do you think I never went back? Affection for him. And yeah. Ooh, yeah. Avon looks up, you know, and Villa and Tarrant exchange a glance, you know. Yeah. And I think Avon does actually care what Callie thinks deep mm. down, doesn't he? I, mm. I think it does. It cuts him right to the quick, that. Mm, mm. Well, you, you reap what you sow. You shouldn't be yeah. so nasty to her. Um, we get a brilliant model shot next, uh, worthy of Derek Meddings, I think, of the Auron Central Control building. I, I think, yeah, I think it's a really, really good model shot, but then they zoom in on one bit of it, and it doesn't. the zooming doesn't hold up, I don't think. it's. Again, you've gone past the level where the detail stands up to scrutiny. So I think, yeah, I love the long shot of it. And you look and you go, is it, a, is it a model? Oh, yeah, it is a model. It's really good. But then they zoom in. It's like, oh, it is a model. Again, I'll read my notes. Spoil a bit by the camera zooming in oh, too, okay. too far so you can see the drip marks of the weathering paint. Yes, they yeah. go in far too far. Yeah. They should we're have like, cut that a bit earlier. We're like two peas in a pod. We are. We're modelling fanboys. That's what yeah, we are. Yeah, that's the trouble, yeah. Yeah. Inside control, they're trying to contact Pilot 4.0 and... I've never really noticed this before and, until uh, watching it, is the, the, the whole twin idea is, is reinforced by the extras, okay? Yeah, they, they, they've chosen people that sort of look similar, don't they? And... Yeah, just here you've got yeah. two female twins in the background yeah. and you've got two older males who walk past and they look to they be look, twins yeah. as well. You know, so it's foreshadowing of, of what we're just about to learn, I think. Yeah, I think it's really good. The interiors is so Doctor Who, though, isn't it? It's the, the, the control room is just, you could just film Doctor Who in there. It's, it looks very similar. Well, I've got two other shows. Yeah. I haven't got Doctor Who. I've got two other shows. I think uh, CA1, his command desk reminded me an awful lot of Colonel White's in Captain Scarlet. Yeah. The circular nature of it. Okay, and his uniform I thought was very uh, stingray. Yes, very stingray-looking uniforms. He, um, I, I like this actor, Ronald Lee Hunt, Lay Hunt, I think something, some, something like yeah. that. And he was in like Revenge of the Cybermen and Seeds of Death. So, and I really like him in that. And I, I saw him in this, and again, I haven't seen this episode for a while. So I saw him in this, and I thought, oh, I like this actor. He's not very good in this. He's a bit, he's playing it a bit over the top. Mm. And normally, I'd say it would be. If you get a, a, an actor from some other program, they come in and it's sci-fi and they see the costumes and they start to act. But this, he, he's really good in Doctor Who. So mm. he must have been, you know, it must have been a conscious decision to play this character as, you know, he's already at about eight out of ten on the uh, over-the-top emotion scale. And it just he's gets, very grumpy, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. He's very well, grumpy. He has got a comb-over to rival all comb-overs. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's grumpy. It could be, yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. He saw the rushes. The actor saw the rushes and went, <laughs> what? I look like I'm bald. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, Pilot 4-0 in his ship. He's very pussy yep. now, isn't he? He is, quite, yes. Quite, quite grim yeah. makeup. It was quite, yeah, I, I thought that. It was quite um, strong stuff. Um, very, yeah, very boily. 
Yeah, very boily, yes. And uh, he manages to uh, perform re-entry and then dies from dribbling custards by yes. the looks of yeah. it. Yes, yeah. Um, Servalan overhears it all and we learn, you know, from her that they need to rebuild the Federation. You know, it is this yes. thing about, you know, the Federation is on its knees and, you know, we've had the Andromedean War and we've had this civil war. So this yep. is all playing into that, isn't it? You, did you get the feeling, though, that she ends up always losing more personnel than she actually recruits or mm. saves. Yeah. If she, again, it's the if she had just stayed on Earth, she probably at the end of the series three would have had more troops yeah. than just she cons- has just after consolidate. all these plans. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Callie senses the death starting as they start to kill over in the control centre, and uh, you've got twin orderlies come through, and they they're the uh, the twins from Heidi High. I found oh, out. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the twins from Heidi High walking past. And uh, somebody's called Module 6. What is it with all the names here? You know, we've got Pilot 4-0, CA-1 and CA-2 and Module 6. Um, Callie and Zelda um, seem to have, be the only ones with proper names. Yeah, I don't know whether they're trying to make out these are like, I don't know, um, logical or almost a computerized society. Because we don't get that in anything else about the society, so... Mm. Perhaps they were just couldn't be asked to come up with names after Zelda. They thought that's it. Mm. Can't can't top that. We've well, literally gone from A to Z. We've got you, there. Yeah, you say Zelda to me. I don't think Blake Seven. I think of the no, other no, Zelda, no, no, the yes. Jerry Anderson Zelda, and Terror oh. Hawk Zelda. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> or, and, uh, as she's she went on to play Shirley in EastEnders, didn't she? Zelda? She did. Yeah, yeah. She's still going strong, old Zelda. Is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the uh, the older Aurons have a resistance to the disease. How, yeah, that was interesting. How, how 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 is this possible? If it's an, um, a brand new disease, yeah. being old stops you succumbing to it. Well, it don't. I mean, they're not. They don't say it's that they've got a complete resistance. Just that they that I think their immune system is fighting it for longer. All right. Um, which I thought that was quite clever. That that it's sort of a, a dig at isolationism. Oh, that, that that's mm. later on. Orax says for mm. like thirty years they've um, you know yeah. uh, that they've had no disease for like thirty years. But presumably you still got disease on your planet, just no disease from outside the planet. Yeah, yeah. You would think they they would have resistance to certain stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's um, it's quite it's it's quite um, uh, timely, really. What with the uh, the number of diseases that are appearing because of uh, anti-vax Egypt's. Yeah, 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 yeah. World, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to evacuate. They're going to evacuate, and uh, and Zelda tells Franton that she'll try and contact Callie. Yes. And we find out that she has optimum telepathic ability due to them being twins. That's bloody good luck, isn't it? Because eh? well, normally Callie struggles to do orbit to planet surface, don't yeah. she? So. Um, yeah. How far away is yeah. the Liberator at this point? Well, I mean. The, the amount of time it takes to get there, I'm thinking they've got to be at least, a, you know, a couple of star systems away. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they can Skype each other from yeah. that distance mm-hmm. using their in minds. Fact, better than we could in the first few episodes of this program. Better than we could <laughs> Skype. Yes, indeed. Well, I, did, I did think though that so this is a planet of telepaths. Why have they got a radio communications office thing? Well, well, later on you find out that. The inference is the telepathy has only been brought about through the cloning process, which has only been going on for like 30 years because clinician Franton is 
older Franton's daughter who who was a natural birth. Yeah. So I got it from that, that telepathy right. is a re- relatively recent thing, but that contradicts what we're well, going to be talking yeah. about when we do Dawn of the Gods, when Callie's, you know... Yeah, uh, the Aurana were an ancient yeah, 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 telepathic yeah. species. Yeah. yeah, and that little bald bloke gave yeah. them telepathy, you know, back in the dawn of their... Uh, 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 people. Yeah. Continuity, you need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For wimps, that is. Yeah. Terence says that they should go. Um, yeah. um, and But Avon smells a rat and Why is doesn't want to the go. voice of reason in this episode? Upset me. Uh, I yes. don't like it when he's talking sense. It puts me off guard. There, there actually is a reason for all this. Which well, I'll tell you about. Blake. <laughs> ah, no. It was written for the captain. All right. Do you remember ah, right. yes, the, the, the older, yeah. more experienced yeah. uh, Star Wars? Who I think Daryl could have been the yeah, captain. Yeah, De- oh, wouldn't that be good? Darryl he would have been good. See that? Why don't like um, Big Finish do something like that? Yeah. Do the 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 series that could have been. Yeah, an alternative, a what yeah. if Blake Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, he doesn't want to go. Avon doesn't want to go, and he's yeah. outvoted. So this is, certainly isn't season four, Avon, you know, no, no, where he can just Stewart's, boss him around. Yeah. I love Villa in this as well. That is, uh, it's like uh, he votes with the winners, doesn't he? That's oh, absolutely. Villa. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, shortly after that, we find out from Serverland talking to Daryl that what she's after are clones of herself. Um, yeah. And this is going to be the only place you can get them after the untimely demise yeah. of the clone masters. It's a bit of a throwaway, isn't it? It's a throwaway line. I'd love, I'd love it if they'd have said that Taron went back and just wiped him out for for being hoity. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Or they committed suicide because they knew yeah. Tarrant wanted to come along and, and make clones of himself. Yeah. So or, they all committed suicide. Or like we said before, they all fell down their stairs with those stupid robes <laughs> yeah. on. It was just a pile of dead bodies. I, th- I, oh, think, that's, I think that's the more yeah. likely one. I think but so. I like the idea of this, that Servalan doesn't trust anyone. Right, Servalan yeah. is the ultimate. She doesn't trust anyone. Yeah, she Who wants can she an trust? Army of her, yeah. She wants an army of her. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. What, what, what's also interesting about this that Anne pointed out, and it re- almost ruined the episode for me, was that under under Servalan's uh, television screen on her ship, the controls make it look like there's a face of a startled teddy bear, and it, it ruined it for me. Oh, I've got. I've, I've got to go back and watch it. I've got to do a screenshot it, yeah. of that and, and put it on Facebook. When I have you, not seen see the face it, yeah. of a teddy bear. When you see it, you can't. You're going, oh, it's a startled teddy bear. <laughs> Very good. She can't be as big a fan of Serverland uh, as us then, because you know, I only watch Serverland when there's a scene. You know, oh, I, right. I certainly weren't looking yeah. at the controls. You know. Ah, uh, well, I suppose I suppose there's uh, you've you've got different interests. Perhaps maybe, life, maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the way Daryl talks to her. He is a subordinate, but yeah, he, he but questions yeah. things, yeah. you know. Much the way last week when we were talking about Jarrier questioning yeah. Serverland. This time, yeah, you know, Daryl's doing it, but you go along with it. You don't question yeah. the questioning. And why you know? is she? She's happily putting up from Jarrier, but she doesn't put up with Daryl. And I, it also fits into Daryl's from a federation that. You didn't expect to die if you spoke out. This mm. is this is how a proper military operates. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we're sort of we're at, we're at the turning point, aren't we, between our Blake Seven and and going into pantomime. Yeah, pantomime Blake Seven, and it 
you can almost see the two bits butting up against each yeah. other. It's really interesting. I like the actor here when he's, you he's know, saying he's a bit accepted. I like the way that his delivery of you simply want to reproduce. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like a little nursery rhyme. He's saying you simply yeah. want to reproduce. Um, but the ultimate goal, of course, is the liberator. Uh, yes, yeah, um, she still wants to lib. Yeah, yeah. Um, we go back to the liberator at that point, and Avon is pacing up and down. This is crass stupidity. Not from Callie's side of the scanner. Emotional ties. We cannot risk the liberator for sentiment. As long as Callie is part of this crew, she has full call on your loyalty and support, no matter what the risks. You are forgetting that the Aurons rejected her. They sent her into exile. You were exiled from Earth. I go back as an executioner. And you really believe revenge should rate a higher priority than mercy? All right. We will consult Orak. Um, he thinks the whole thing is a, a, a stupid idea yeah. um, and argues with Tarrant, but again, backs down. And, uh, Which he wouldn't do it again. We wouldn't do it in season four. He would either shout him down or go off and do it. Yeah, or pull a gun on, <laughs> yeah. pull a gun on him, which he's going to yeah. do um, in an upcoming story. Yeah, um, so so we go then back, and we haven't seen our guest character uh, too much, but here he is, Balaclava on, in his little yeah. room. And we, <laughs> yeah, he's in his office. Yeah, we get a little office, yeah, and we get the first bit of insubordination from Ginka. Yeah. Um, my apologies, Commander, you know, do we go in and dock, sir, and all, and, and all this, yeah. you know. Um, I like this. I I, I, I like the, uh, he's just, he is a it's nasty a good, bit of work, yeah. isn't he? Well, I, I, in my notes, I put Ginka is a shit. But, <laughs> but he, this is really good scripting, I think, that they're not just... They're not just cardboard cutout characters. They've got a, a backstory that's mm. not really part of the main story, but influences the way they're acting, and it's a believable one. It's real, yeah, really, really nice for such because these these really should be throwaway characters, but quite rightly they've given them a bit of time. You know, and, it's and nice. yeah, and Ginka is devious. Ginka is slippery, and also yeah. Ginka is uh, crucial. If it wasn't for Ginka. Yeah. If Ginka hadn't been there or, or had this hatred of Daryl and this yeah. ambition to go up the ladder, Servalan's plan would have worked. Yeah, yeah, she would have... She, she would have, have got the Liberator. The smell and the uh, yeah. Roses, yeah. The others would have died of the disease. She would have got Aurak and she would have got the Liberator. If it wasn't for, as you say, this little shit, yeah. Ginka the Stinker, Blake Seven would have ended there and, and Servalan would have had a Liberator crewed by little Servalans. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, Servalan Seven. Yeah, Serverland Seven. Had, it would have been. You could become, have had yeah. seven Serverlands, all in different outfits. Yeah, Mark. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go, Mark. <laughs> oh, thank you, by the way, Mark, for the Jerry Anderson, uh, the Carry On yes, Blake Seven really one. Good. Yeah, I saw Didn't that Jane earlier today. Sims make a good Jenna, though. That was she was a very good yeah, Jenna. It looks yes, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking. You see all those photos there for Orac. We should have had Charles Hawtrey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, talking of Orac, did you notice that when Avon was talking to Orac? He had a, a huge burn mark on the side of his case, as if like one of the lights had popped, or one of the heat like, sinks had got or, yeah, too hot. Yeah, no, I hadn't like, noticed. Yeah, it's like, so I was thinking, around these episodes, does Orac ever get like an explosion? I couldn't think of anything, and then I thought, oh yeah, I wonder if it because back then the lights, like say the heat sinks, it would have needed major heat sinks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is it just gone? 
Yeah, I think I think I think that's more the case. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. This, but this plot of Serverlands, yes. um, it all relies on two things. Number one, Callie telepathically picking up the trouble. Yeah. Right. And B, that she can convince the others to come along. Yeah, I I mean, it, it says a lot about Serverland's plan that this is one of the more sensible ones. But you're you're right because they even even the other. Um, Aaron people are, are doubting that Z- uh, Zelda can, I almost called her Zelda, Zelda can uh, communicate with Callie, but you're, you're right, Serverland's plan is 100% reliant on it, so how does mm. she know mm. um, that that's the case? If presumably they she, yeah, she's yeah. just wiped out the planet for no reason. Presumably well, I suppose she, she, would, she would get the, she'd get the clones still, wouldn't she? She would. She would. Mm. So mm. it's just a liberator. Hmm. Uh, control down on Aaron. They get a message yeah. from Serverland ship, which they call Jig Nine. Yeah. An, a, another oh, numbered uh, code name. Yeah. And uh, CA One overrules caution and allows them to land. Um, so land they do. We never see this, of course. I've got yeah. a question about all this in a minute about where they land and how they land and everything. Okay. Um, but I'll save that for the moment. Um, up on the ship, Orac has got the information. Reproduction by clinician Franton's method of group cloning has resulted in highly developed psychic faculties, telepathy being the most obvious example. These faculties are, of course, limited to the young, since cloning was developed relatively recently. We know all that. Since I lack sensors to assess what is or is not in your mind, I cannot assess what is or is not already known to you. Listen, Norak, what about the disease epidemic Callie's talking about? It's a high probability. Because Auron has had a policy of neutrality and isolation, the planet has now been kept completely free of all disease for more than three decades. Sterile environment. Without disease, there would be no natural resistance to infection. Precisely. Genetic engineering brought about the telepathy in Aurons, like we were saying, so that contradicts Dawn of the Gods completely. Um, and I, I like old Peter Tudnam here when they say, we know that, and he's kind of like size Orac, doesn't yeah. he? And he he's, says, yeah. since I lack sensors, <laughs> to, yeah, you know, brilliant. Um, he's really good. Yeah. Franton is cured by Ginka. Yep. Uh, he's in his little office. In, in a terrible uh, lap dissolve. <laughs> Probably in a well. terrible lap dissolve, yes. I, I do like Ginka's line of, there's a mirror to your left. Yeah. <laughs> but even even the simple thing like that, when he says it, he's so full of snide. And yeah. It's like, ooh, you little... Ooh. Oh, and it's when, wait, wait, stand on the platform, both hands, he's yeah. barking all the time. Except a serverland, he's just barking all the time. Yeah, he's, um, he's odious, and he? He's like, oh. Yeah, there's another good word for him. Yes, yes. He, he, he He's adjective heavy, this character, yes, isn't he? Yeah. That's a yes. good description of a character. Yeah. Adjective heavy, I like Adjective, that. negative adjective heavy. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, she's taken to see Serverland. And, and, and she says, oh, this is wonderful. The planet is saved. And uh, that's when <laughs> Ginka has the bad news. Yes. Clinician Frampton. No longer infectious. Total cure. Your therapy unit, it's miraculous. Thank you. Installed shortly before the intergalactic war. Aaron's people will be saved if we can reprogram our medical units. I only wish that were possible. Explain, Ginka. It's a pathogen introduced by the aliens during the war. Treatment is linked to the patient's individual tissue pattern. Individual? The best we can offer is for your people to come on board wearing protective clothing in batches of six. Six? Our 
entire planet's infected. If we could at least take the unit out to our medical center. No question of that. Batches of six in suits. There's always a price, isn't there? There's always mm-hmm. a price. Yeah, he says it's a pathogen introduced by the Andromedians and the yep. treatment is linked to a patient's individual tissue. And uh, best they can offer is batches of six in suits. Um, and uh, again, you know, he, he he's very curt and yep. rude. You know, like, um, and then we go up to the Liberator. And this is my question about, you know, Serverland ship landing and all that. All right. The crew are getting ready to teleport. And... Callie says, why don't we dock? Yeah, I I actually wrote this, dock, how? Mm. Um, where is this dock? Is it a space station dock? Because they can't go down. You, could, you don't dock with a planet. You wouldn't use the word dock with a planet. No, I think so, yeah. I think in the original script it was like it was a space station yeah. or something like that because later on Serverland says, have they asked for permission to dock? No. Yeah, oh, then they're surprised. using teleport. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I think that's what's going on there. Um, and I, I got it wrong earlier when Ginka was talking. He, he was still on the monitor. This is the moment where yes. Daryl oh, goes yeah, to see Ginka yeah. in his office. Yeah, and it's 100% handbags at dawn, isn't it? Ginka. Yes, sir? Stand up. Sir? You're addressing a superior officer. Stand up. As you wish, sir. Yes, Ginka, as I wish. I'm tired of your insubordination. I'm tired of your not very subtle attempts to undermine my authority. Is this an official reprimand, sir? If it is, then I have the right to the presence of another officer to whom I may state my case. What exactly is your case? Do you mean you don't know? Is it because you were passed over for command? You admit that I was passed over then. Clearly, since I was made captain and you were not. A fact you do well to bear in mind. Oh, I do bear it in mind, sir. I bear it in mind all the time. Then act accordingly. Well, I shall have you up in front of a court-martial. I don't think the President would go along with that, sir. You think she has some special regard for you, is that it? I think she recognizes a good officer, even if he doesn't have the right connections. As I have? Surely. Since you were made captain, and I was not. Get on with your work. Yeah, we get we get the uh, the backstory because you're uh, up to this point. You're thinking, why are they, why are they really not getting on? Why don't why do they hate each other? And then this is what fills it in. And it, like I say, it's quite a nice, realistic story, isn't it? It's just Ginka was passed over for promotion, and he sees it not that uh, uh, Daryl got it through his strengths, but he got it through the people he knows. Yes. Which is like, you get, that's conversations you have at work now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so realistically human. It is realistically human to be resentful because you think somebody took yeah. a shortcut and you've been, you know, sidelined over a promotion. But it's also very realistic to um, be bothered by insubordination. Yeah. And as Daryl says, not very subtle attempts to undermine his authority. These are very real characters, aren't they? Yeah, very real. And it's, I think it's wonderful that they're worried about who got what promotion as they're destroying whole planets. Mm, yeah, right? it, yeah it's it seems quite one, petty, yeah. doesn't it, but, <laughs> compared yeah, to what they're preparing to do. It's wonderfully realistic as well, though. I mean... If you read like accounts of uh, uh, German soldiers in World War Two and that, and their concerns as they were sweeping across Europe and killing lots of it was like, what are they going to have for dinner? Yeah, 
in their in their diaries and, it, and that's so human and it adds so much to this episode mm, mm. and i love the way you know ginka is a slippery ill here isn't yes, he oh, you know slippery little bugger yeah yeah he insinuates that he's in with servlan uh, she can spot offer some material even if he hasn't yeah. got the connections and he's like oh you think you uh you, you, yeah you, she, she you she, she's got some regard for you and he's like well clearly seeing yeah. as you know da, da, da. he is Darryl a slippery is, eel yeah but daryl he knows he's seen how servlan operates hasn't he he knows he knows his time's limited and he knows uh ginka's time would be limited and they're only useful while they're useful Mm. Um, so it's again sort of age and experience over youthful uh, exuberance yeah nicely put um, the, the story gets grim now because as the first mm. six are cured they're taken out of their suits and killed yeah, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know famous, get them out of the suits they're going to die anyway and yeah yeah that presumably they're put up against a brick wall and shot, and shot. yeah yeah well it's later on we, when they take um, uh, Ronald Lee Hunt out and his thing and shoot him and I thought I seem to, I, for my brain sort of went, oh, I'm sure there's a scene where they get rescued. No, they've obviously, they just taken out and shot. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's, it's quite, quite a grim episode, this, isn't it? It is. Um, in control, uh, our crew have arrived and Avon's figuring it out. He yeah. doesn't believe the whole pathogen uh, ionic reef idea is they couldn't have drifted that far. Um, and uh, in that replication unit, you've got, Zelda with Franton in front of I I thought some very uh, space nineteen ninety nine globes that yes, are just there yeah. for absolutely no reason. Yeah, very uh, nineteen ninety nine looking. Um, yes. Again, I, I'm imagining probably not built for this episode. No, it's left over from something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very tomorrow people. Tomorrow people yeah. had globes with um, you, you know washing machine hoses coming out of them. Yeah, so it's a it's a very Easy shortcut for Alien, isn't it? Is to it is. Globe looking. Did you like the decontamination sign? It was a very disco font they used, wasn't it? Yeah, this is definitely 70s, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Servalan and Daryl arrive in their like, little white uh, uh, anti-contamination outfits. Yeah. And it turns out she wants payment. She wants to have a go on the machine. Um, I like the breathing sound here. In the replication unit, you've got yeah. a breathing sound. Very, um, I thought, alien. You know, at the beginning of uh, Alien, the Nostromo has almost a breathing sound yeah, to it, it's doesn't very, it? Yeah, it's very, um, reminds you that there's life in this room, isn't it? That this is what it's about. I mean, it, they shouldn't be, you shouldn't hear breathing, but there we go. Yeah, yeah. Terence feeling rough here. Um, Avon calls the, the, calls the Liberator, and we've got that comedy moment with the space helmet. How do you feel? I just hope Warak can fix it. Liberator. Idiot, where are you? Villa! This is not untypical. Villa, come in. Yes. Where were you? Precautions. Against what? Clay. Has Orak got any results yet? No. The first batch are just coming back from treatment. Good. Get the next six ready. Treatment? Where? From the other ship. What other ship? The one that answered our distress call shortly before you arrived. It's you, Captain. The brakes are up and done quickly. Who the hell are you? I give orders here. Not anymore. I'm in charge. On the floor, go quick. Yeah, 
there. That's based on it looked very familiar. I was trying to remember where I've well, seen it before. It's used again. It's used in Dawn of the Gods yeah. when Villa goes outside the Liberator. Oh, I know right. it from that, but I don't know if it's there. been seen in any other uh, show. If anybody on Facebook, yeah. anybody yeah, listening, you know. um, put it on Facebook. I wonder where it is now. I've never seen that uh, at any convention um, it looks, on a display it looks of props. very soft rubber, though, doesn't it? It didn't. It looked like it was. I don't think it was a hard plastic style. It's it so, certainly yeah. wouldn't work, would it? Because it just no. sits on on Villa's <laughs> shoulders. That's it's not airtight, really, is it? Yeah. Also, um, I know it's a lovely comedy moment that, but it does make Villa look a bit stupid, doesn't it? It does. And yeah. We know he's not. He's a very clever person. No, so. it, it it is played for laughs, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And it dawns on them that there's another ship. What ship they go, and in comes screaming Ginka and yeah, his boys. Um, I, f- I find it hilarious that his faceplate is only half down. Do you notice yeah. that? It's not up and it's not down. It's a, sort of like a 45-degree angle. They're well, obviously not working properly. Yeah, well, we we, we saw this in um, uh, the episode with the... Bounty. Uh, uh, Bounty, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it, it didn't work at all when the bandings off. So now the bandings uh, when the bandon was on. So now the bandon's off. It must work a little bit. But yeah, not enough that they can actually use it properly. Yeah. I'm going to screen grab and put it up on Facebook yeah. uh, after they nab their heroes. Ginka's mean lifting up of his faceplate. He does lift yeah. the faceplate up. He's he's got this victorious sneer on his face. Yeah, he's he's um, good in this. I like. He's, he's very. Uh, he's he's Serverland's ideal trooper, isn't he? He's he horrible. Is. Yeah. He, he, he's very uh, energised, isn't he? Yes. Yes. He's, yeah. new, he's the new federation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out to impress, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Callie telepathically warns Zelda as Serverland's having her blood taken. And that's quite a drawn-out scene. You know, the the squishing of the blood into each one of the little yeah, um, quite, dish things. Quite nicely done. The only thing that annoys me, um, which, again, we're quite hypocritical, because last week we said we would have liked the roulette wheel to have been a bit more spacey. In this one, they put beep noises when they're syringing they do. in and out. And I was sat there thinking, why is that syringe beeping? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And and it, it's so paintly dubbed on. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's, it's a sci-fi sound, isn't it? It is. Didn't need yeah. it. It's, it's a good scene, actually. I do like the way they've they put a bit of effort in because normally these sort of scenes whenever it's anything like this you never see what they're doing because they're they're not doing anything and at least they're sort of they get a bit of busy work doing you're seeing something happening yeah yeah i do like here when serverland leaves and uh you get a bit of a red herring with daryl because he goes along and looks at the uh yeah at the little embryos doesn't he you know that's yeah kind of... it's it builds it up for later on doesn't it? yes and it's, yeah so as an audience member you're going oh could it be Yes, yeah. Uh, up on the Liberator, Dana comes in with the cured controller, who yeah. says, oh, oh, yours is much better than the other ship. And it's like, what other ship again? Yeah. And it's like, now he tells us. Yeah. Relax, Villa. All right's found the cure. Quite sure? It's even better than the other ship. What? What other ship? The ex-Federation that answered our distress call. Now he tells us. Callie, Avon, Tarrant. Tarrant. Answer, Tarrant. I'll go down. The lads haven't a whatever mess they're in down there. You stay here until we know the score. Tarrant. Answer, Tarrant. What's going on? Hello, Villa. Time to surrender. We have your compatriots, Villa. 
Surrender the liberator and they live. Resist and they die. However, having some degree of personal regard for you, Villa, I am prepared to make you an offer. I'm listening. A position of senior rank. Such as? Say, a governorship. A planet of your choosing. Earth, if you wish it. Oh. Lies. Um, I think I'll have a chat with Orak. We may have one advantage. Really? Us. It's just possible she doesn't know we're here. Why? Why have you done this? Yes, why? Why have you brought this on us? I just can't believe it. I can't believe that anyone can be so... Successful? Well, now you know. Take them out and shoot them. You're not to blame. And I... Perhaps I should have listened to Franklin after all. You did what you thought was right at the time. Go on, Villa. Uh, or access to come up here and negotiate. Does it really? A question of trust. Orak can only assess veracity in person. I'll send a deputy. All right, but unarmed. Let me go, madam. I'll take the liberator. No. I think Daryl would be a more suitable representative. Yeah, normally Zen's pretty good at warning them, isn't he? Yeah. That there's other ships in the area. Yeah, yeah. I like the way here that Dana is all for going down, but Villa is the voice of reason yeah. and, and, and says, Quite well, right. and end up in the same trouble Terence in, um, wait until we find out what's going on. Yeah, voice of Which caution, is, sensible. Yeah, it's the sensible thing to do, yeah, yeah. He calls Taran and he gets a yeah. shot when Servalan answers. I do like he mouths. Servalan. Servalan. And she tells him to surrender, but offers him a deal. Uh, help her and he gets a position of power yeah. um, maybe governor of earth and I like Michael Keating you know he gets this fine, far away look as he yeah. actually starts contemplating what he could do if he was governor of earth and I do I love the fact that Serverland says uh, it's only because I have such affection for you Villa <laughs> it's like, and it's a couple of times she's done this and it's where she's tried to sway Villa and you think does she would, would she kill him or would she end up with him as a court jester if a they court jester yeah, yeah absolutely I like yeah. to think she would let him live yeah yeah uh, but he snaps out of it because of yeah, Dana's lies and, um, and and he says he'll consult Orac now we've got a continuity problem here okay right. in that uh, Serverland doesn't know that Dana is up on the ship with Villa yeah. she just thinks Villa's up on the ship Okay. Yeah. But she's so where does she think Dana actually is? Right. Because she's met. I mean, I, I I know they they meet on the planet in Dana's first episode. Have they met? Because we're watching these so well out of order. Uh, between the, that episode and this, have they met again? Does she does she actually know that she went up on the Liberator? By the time this was transmitted, she knows yeah. Dana is part right, of the crew. Right, yeah. So it makes no sense that yeah. she doesn't know that Dana's on, up on the ship. The only way that you could explain it would be she figures Dana must be down somewhere else on yeah, Auron. That's, that's quite but that's, a, a leap, isn't it? It is quite a, a, leap, a leap. 
But there is an explanation, but I'll tell you about that in behind Ooh, the scenes. Okay, there is actually a reason. Yeah, um, CA one and two can't believe Serverland is uh, is doing this and how she could be pause and she goes successful. Well, well, yeah. Uh, well, now you know. And again, grim again. They are taken away to be shot. Yeah, and uh, I, which... I was thinking they get rescued. But they don't. Do you they? never see yeah. them again. No. So I presumably they go up against the same yeah. brick wall and uh, are got got ridden of. Um, Villa calls Serverland back and says that Orax Orax suggests that uh, she goes up to trade, yeah. and and she says she'll send a deputy. And I love the way Ginkers all for it. Let me go, yeah, madam. He wants to go. You know? Because he's got his pistol and he's got his massive ammo pouches. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, an awful lot of ammo pouches, for one yeah. one little officer's pistol. Um, yeah. I know those pouches, uh, by the way, because uh, my first thing I did with the uh, 501st, I was a sand trooper, um, yeah. a Star Wars sand trooper, and it's the same ammo pouches. Uh, they are World War. Well, I can't. Even, I think they're World War Two. Yeah, they look World uh, War uh, ammo, II to me. Um, ammo pouches, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've mentioned this before on this, and effectively speaking, back in the 70s, you had army surplus stores, and yep. you could buy this stuff up dirt cheap because yeah, nobody World wanted it. stuff was just pennies, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, a local shop. I mean, that, that, they had, uh, you know, German helmets from World War II. There was a Luger there, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah, different time now. Yep, um, different time. Good days. Good days. <laughs> She says, uh, no, she wants Daryl to go. And yes. uh, Ginka Dunhoff uh, stared daggers at him. That look yeah, he gives Daryl. Oh. You know, because he, he, he's viewing it that she's putting her faith in Daryl rather than him. Yeah. But she, I think she's sending Daryl because of the opposite reason. She she thinks probably that Daryl's going to end up getting killed out of this, isn't it? I. It's 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 nice. It's lots of little interplays between all these characters. Yeah. Do you think this is the moment that actually tips Ginka over? That if yes, Ginka yeah. had gone up, um, think he wouldn't actually lie to Servalan at the end, and what happens happens. This might be the final straw where that his hatred of Daryl is so much now that yeah. he's going to blatantly lie to Servalan at the end. This could be yeah, it, couldn't now, it? Now getting. Daryl back is more than self-preservation, and it? it's yeah, yeah. He's tipped over. It'd been interesting because if he'd have gone up, would he have just shot Villa out of hand before? Well, he would have. He would have been shouting yeah. and screaming on the floor yeah. now. Da, 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 and most probably he would have spotted Dana. Yeah. I don't know where Dana was hiding that Daryl can't actually see her Behind creep up on camera. him like that. Yeah. Behind the camera. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. Um, Servalan gives Daryl the little green pistol that she killed Hal Mellenby with. Yes. Um, which is a nice bit of continuity there as well. Um, it was the one, you know, in, in that story, she was trying to uh, get the, the chieftain to, um, yes. you, you, yeah. you know, uh, look after her. Pistol. Yeah, it was a little green pistol. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where am I? Um, yeah, up he goes. And uh, as I say, uh, he's quite easily... Uh, disarmed, and uh, Villa calls down. He says, "Naughty, naughty, Servalan, you tried to trick us." Yeah, he's uh, great, Villa. Isn't yeah, and uh, he tries threatening the ship, but she yeah. says, uh, "The only cure for your uh, comrades is on my ship, so you can't destroy that." Um, um, we zip forward a little bit there because Franton helps them escape, 
And yeah. uh, I like in the escape bit, uh, Callie actually does something. She she knees a guard in the nudges. Did you yeah. see that? In the doorway, she's yeah. actually, you know, knocks a guard out, which is really cool. Which is back to what she she was before, isn't it? The, yeah. And I like, Avon, I like Avon with the Federation rifle. He's not fanning it, but it's very dramatic no. the way he brings that up when Phantom comes around the yeah, corner. Yeah, he, uh, he snaps those guns up quite well, well the rifles. Nobody does it better no. than Paul Darrow, yes. Um, Phantom tells them that the only safe place is the replication plant, um, yeah. and they leg it as the control is destroyed. And again, very Derek Meddings the explosions nicely slowed yes. down well high speed photography uh, then slowed down so yeah it doesn't yeah, look like really it's nice all blown up multi explosions um, I do like we, we were saying last week about uh, Krantor's mirror zooming in on Villa we get another thing this time don't we where, where they say there's movement there's movement where northeast switches Zoom the camera in. on straight on there straight onto them yeah it's like northeast what it's a lovely location, it that is, location, good, yeah. running along. I um, seem to remember Horizon used to do annual pilgrimages there, didn't they? Wasn't it a water reclamation plant or something? Yes, yeah. Like that? It, well, I, yeah. again, I've got a little bit more info yeah. on that on Behind the Scenes. We'll talk about that then. Looks um, good, though. Looks big budget. It does, it does. Yeah, far more than hmm. running around in a quarry or anything yes. like that. Yes. Um, Serverland tells Ginka to only use Mark 5s because she doesn't want the replication plant damaged and he's like oh, yeah. but madam you know yeah. he's desperate to do it isn't he he's also you, you notice he's now he's seeing setting his sights above serverland now mm. isn't he? he's no longer he he reminded me very much in this you remember um again we've already mentioned it once but in talons when chiang uh mr sin deep mm. boy right at the end when his lust for killing overtakes and there's something about the way that they're act they're sort of acting it and doing it and it it so reminded me uh, Ginka of Mr. Sin when he his lust for killing goes past his common sense and I think it has here hasn't it he, oh, he yeah. just wants to kill him oh definitely yeah um, when they get to the plant she tells Ginka again over his objections to cease fire and lead a yeah. ground unit in yeah. to take them yeah he doesn't like that does he he doesn't nope. like the idea of that no, nope. the others uh, are in are in the unit and they see all the little baby serverlands and Callie and Zelda have a moment which is quite nicely filmed, you know, obviously. Um, yeah, they didn't do a lot with Callie and Zelda, though, did they? I mean, you would expect... I mean, it's almost to the point, other than the, the telepathy, which you could have got round with a different line in the script, it makes no odds that they're twins. No. Or from the same batch. Um, yeah, it it could have... It, it's a strange little thing to throw in and then do nothing with. No, no. I quite like the, the the acting choice that Jan Chapel does with um, with Zelda because yeah. if you're a twin of Callie, I guess you either do it exactly as Callie or you go a bit more buoyant and and over well, the it's, top it's or you Callie go quieter. That, yeah. yeah, it's Callie that hasn't gone off to learn how to fight, isn't it? That's... So do you think this would yeah. Callie would have been exactly like this yes, if she had stayed on so, our yeah. yeah, uh, right, so. right, yeah. That's quite nice. They have a nice moment. Yeah. Um, it is. And uh, Dana teleports down, uh, Ginka comes in, and hands down, this is my favourite Ginka moment here. I told you to take in the ground force. I know, but I think you're mistaken, madam. About what? The replication plant. Callie, Avon, and Taran today must die now. Not in there. But why not, surely? You're not that concerned for Captain Daryl's offspring. Daryl? 
What are you talking about? Did you know he persuaded the woman Franton to remove some cells from one of the placentas and replace them with his own? Whose cells did he replace? You were with him all the time, weren't you? No. I left him alone there. When I went to give you your orders. The firing point. Now! When he says, uh, you're mistaken, Avon, Tarrant and Callie must die now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like, ooh, you've criticised the boss. Yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. down, boy. And, uh, and he lies and he says, yeah. uh, why are you so concerned about Daryl's Dar- offspring? And she's yeah. like, well, what are you talking about? And, he, and he's like, well, didn't you know that while he was there, he, he switched some? And, you know, he knows what he's doing. He, oh, is, well, he uh, plays it like a fiddle. I'm surprised Serverland falls for it, though. Yeah. Yeah, because, mm, yeah, yeah, d- yeah, it doesn't hold up to too much scrutiny. How, no. how, how does Ginka know this? Exactly, yeah. It's, I, I mean, it makes a good ending, but it almost makes Servalan a little bit gullible, mm. which is, uh, that's one thing Servalan isn't, I don't think. No, no. And, and she reacts, uh, the firing point now. Yeah. And uh, I love his smug grin yeah, as, as he goes out. He's, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he is a happy bunny, yes. Um, Dana's passed out the bracelets they go to teleport up and just as they're about to uh, the machine starts to malfunction and uh, Zelda stops to repair the machine which Um, is is sort of it's nice that her maternal instincts kick in to look after the uh, but then you also think she's an idiot because she's been told that they're all going to be destroyed anyway yeah, because she says yeah. even Serverland's children must have a chance. What chance? chance? The place yeah. is just about to be blown up. What? What? Yeah. You're doing it? Oh dear. Um, hmm. I don't. I don't understand this. What is the point of her? Her? Her dying? Because she could no. have gone away. Yeah. You know, with the other two at the end of the story. I mean, it, it was either that they couldn't be asked to do the effect split screen effect of having them both on the flight deck. But wouldn't that have been nice if if. Uh, she went off to found the new hour on. Yeah. I think that would be a really nice little end. They, she didn't need to die. Because that's a good get-out clause, because yeah. if that had happened, and then, say, come season four, yeah, halfway then, through, Jan Chapel changed her mind, she yeah. could come back as yeah. Zelda. You know? Yeah, Zelda comes looking for what happened to Callie. Yeah, yeah. and and wants revenge. It's short-sighted. They yeah. do like to kill people off, don't they, on Blake's They do, Island. they do, yes, mm. yeah. And, and of course, if Callie had gone off with them at all, um, we might have had a better ending than the ending that yeah, we have yeah. uh, today. But we're not quite there yet. Uh, the, the place is destroyed. Zelda dies with a a, a long drawn out Callie cry, yeah. in much of the same way I think Callie will call Blake at the moment of yeah. her. So, do death. you think that's um, that's a, an hour on? Uh, tradition you call out the name of someone when you die it might well be it might yeah. well, well be Servalan has this convulsion as she feels her her babies die yeah um, i don't that i don't that i don't get either i know ne- i never really even originally watching it never really liked that it's like why has she got a link why well maybe they've, they've taken some blood from her I mean, do do you cry out when they incinerate your blood sample after you've had that tested? Well, they say the cloning thing, you know, imparts telepa- telepathic abilities. So maybe even if they are, you know, just 
because they, they, they... They're not even embryos at the moment, are they? They're... No, no, they, they they have grown a bit, haven't they, yeah. from a blood cell. I mean, it's it's this rapidly ageing thing. It's a Star Wars clone mm-hmm. thing, isn't it, where they rapidly age. Um, so I, I thought I, that was I... just the actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so maybe, maybe there's some sort of, like, telepathic pain which is transferred yeah. to the uh, donor, which is what she gets. And, uh, and Ginka comes in at that point. Ginka! Ginka! We got them! You lied. You lied to me. They were mine. I felt them die. Yes, he uh, he doesn't realise that he's already dead. We've got them. We've got them. He goes. Yeah. Like he's so happy, isn't he? Just before his, before his uh, death, he's so happy. Because if if she hadn't sensed that, yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah he'd be numero uno. Yeah. Okay, they haven't got the liberator, but you know, um, um, yeah, I. Mm. Um, anyway, you lied. Uh, Jacqueline Pierce is really good. Uh, yeah, in she, this. she is good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were mine. I felt them die, and uh, and promptly kills him. Yeah. Now, oh boy, is his face red. Do you think that's Imipak she's using? Uh, well, they did dissolve into a puddle of mud. But, yeah, yeah, but it could be because although it's only got two buttons on it, it's so Imipak Mark what, Two. Yeah. What are the What are the two buttons? Is it just Ginkgo and? Uh, uh, Daryl. One's for Gink and one's yeah, for Daryl. <laughs> yeah. She can only have two officers at a time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just after that, Avon sends Daryl back. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he has the same uh, fate as well, which is very unfair. I mean, it's all he's been unfair, doing is yeah. doing what Servalan asked him to yeah. do. He's done know? his best and he's followed her orders. And I, I, I thought it, it's... We normally don't descend to this, the the Bond style villain where they always end up killing their henchmen for failing, mm. which in, in real life you would rapidly run out of people willing to follow you. Yes. Um, so it'd been nice if he'd, he'd have survived, you know, or, or she'd, he'd have survived and he said, I thought you were going to get me, you're going to kill me. And she says something like, you know, Oh, you, you'll wish you had died. But yes. Whatever. Yeah. And again, it's yeah, that would have been of, a better one. Why, why, why couldn't they have some returning, Federation officers. Mm. It'd been great to see him come back after a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, here we go. The worst ever ending, I think, of Blake oh, yeah, Seven. I, I agree. Um, I agree. Uh, the crew are, have been treated. They're all well. They've got changed. Avon's in his mm. Baker foil, and Terence yeah. Robin Hood again, and and that they're there on the flight deck. The gene stocks that Franton has contains the potential for five thousand children. Franton and Pater are going to be busy on calm. Maybe we should let them rest. Maybe we should. It's likely to be the last rest they'll get. Zen, maintain present speed. What about Callie? You think she'll want to go with them? Callie will stay with us. We are closer to her than they are. Besides, a nursery of 5,000. Would you want to go with them? (laughs) (laughs) Franton and the other bloke... um, yeah, oh, the the man with no name. Yeah. The man with no. I think isn't he module six? I think no, he might be module six. Module, anyway, yeah. um, Tarrant says to slow down. Um, yeah. As Franton and that bloke, they've got a lot of work to do when they get to this empty planet that they found that they're going to be dropped off, dropped off at. 
And that's when the question of will Cali stay or go with them comes along. They're so dismissive of Cali, aren't they? It's real, it yeah. leaves a sour taste in the mouth, this. Yeah. Right. Cali's just lost her sister. Yeah. And not only her sister, but everybody on Auron is going to die yeah. from that disease. Right? So her whole planet has died, and her sister has died. And Avon's line about a nursery of 5,000, would you want to go with them or, or stay, has the crappiest, fakest laughs yeah. this ever. This is worst season three Star Trek laughing, isn't it? It, it is worse it's, than any of those yeah. silly Star Trek endings because it is so inappropriate. This is genocide. Genocide yeah. has just happened. Their crewmate has lost presumably the only other member of the family that she had, and they're laughing about it. For a particularly Terrible. pathetic little joke. As well. It was a rubbish joke yeah. as well. And it's also, it, it's not like Blake 7 ended this way every week, so it's sort of a bit of a tradition, so you can see they had to try and get... This is so far out of left field. It didn't need it. None of the other episodes needed it. Especially this episode, the tone didn't need it. Why do it? Mm. Mm. Do they oh, think it's, people it's wouldn't tune in next week if they go, oh, bloody hell, that was bleak, I'm not going to bother again. Uh, and then they watch this and they go, oh, at least it ended on a laugh. It, it's dire. It's, it's truly dire. Dire is the word, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any other ending, apart from yeah. the very last episode, that uh, I, 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 I dislike so much. So I, but I, I, I like the last episode. I think it's a, a very... I mean, you might you don't like it because it it's all your heroes getting killed, but it's it's well done and it's oh bold. yes yeah 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 this is just this is not even well done no I mean the laughing doesn't even sound genuine mm. it's like they you know when someone says you've got a laugh it's, ha, 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 ha. yeah and and Villa like reaches across and gets some yeah. nibbles off of Tarrant or Dana and that it's yeah. like oh for God's sake no t- t- terrible ending terrible ending to a very good story i like yeah, this story good, good good episode i mean it's got a in fan circles this is a, another classic mm. um and you can sort of see why on this one it's a really really strong well-written well-acted episode but yeah with unfortunately the worst joke ending at out of all 52 is it 52 52 yeah, yeah 52, 52 episodes mm, mm. We'll have to keep an eye out now for yeah. a, a worse Worst one. But off the top of ending ever, yeah. yeah. When I say the ending of Blake is is, yeah. is bad, it's just it's it's bad for me because it means the end of the show, and I yeah. wanted a season five. I wanted Blake to reunite with them, and you know. But we'll talk about that when we get to that to get to that one. Yeah, in fifty odd weeks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right, okay, so on behind the scenes then, uh, yeah. this continuity error with Dana, all right, is, is because this was only the second ever story written. Ah. Okay, even so before right. Power Play, okay. Oh, that makes no sense. Yeah, so, so Serverland wouldn't have known that she had stayed no. on the Liberator. She knows that uh, Avon and Dana went off, but she had no idea that Dana would have stayed on and become part of the crew, so... If this had actually been the second ever story, then that explains that, doesn't it? Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, and it's at the very beginning of season three when, yeah, the Federation really does need rebuilding, you know? Second story in. It's only the two stories after the war. So, yeah. Um, as I say, the rumours of death lines were added by Chris Boucher because he knew what was coming up yeah. uh, the following week. Uh, filming locations. 
okay, uh, were at Greenhow in Yorkshire and at Leeds Polytechnic. I, I'm guessing that's the rooms where uh, the replication plant and the corridors yeah, and things like on, that. Yeah, because they're on film, aren't they? They're on location. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, a water reservoir right. is yeah. that thing. Now, the location for it seems to be unknown, okay? Oh, really? All I can find is, it, yes, it's some sort of a dam thing on the Leeds to Ripon Road, okay? And I thought, well, that can't be hard to, uh, yeah. to, to find. So I Google mapped it. And uh, typed in Ripon and then zoomed in and I found the leads to Ripon Road and I and I scrolled down looking for some sort of water and there is a little river but I couldn't find it at all. So Perhaps it doesn't exist anymore. But I know they used to do they used to do trips to it, didn't they? Because I, I remember seeing photos. Of oh really? Oh, oh, people yeah, have actually been there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Again, listener, if you know, could you yeah. let us know or on the Facebook page? Or if yeah. you've been there. And if you've got some old 80s yeah. photo of you posing on those yeah. steps, because they are very impressive. I wouldn't mind going there. Yeah. In my space anorak. Yeah, running about. Yeah. Know. Now, Ginka, Ginka the Stinker. Um, uh, an actor by the name of Rick Young. Yes. Who, in his early days, up until like the mid-70s, uh, his name was actually Eric Young. Yeah. So he's an Eric. He's an Eric. Well done. Ginka the Stinker is an Eric. Yes. Yeah, so you, you get the worst character. I do. Yeah. I don't mind. I really like no. Ginka. I, yeah, I do like true. Ginka. Yeah. Um, he has quite a distinction in that, you know, I said, you know, he played an awful lot of stereotypical roles. Yeah. But he's, he's got quite a notable distinction in that he has appeared in both incarnations of Hawaii Five-0. I don't know if that's a distinction or not. But well, I think that's quite yeah. neat. He was in the original yeah. series and in the uh, 2010 reboot series. Did you ever watch it? No, no, no. Did anyone? I don't know. I, 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 Five O was one of those shows that, like, your big brother watched or something. When it, you never, it never struck me. It didn't have enough of a gimmick. It wasn't like. Uh, you know, Canon, a huge overweight detective, or Ironside. Or Columbo, or, yeah, or something Columbo. like that, when you're looking for the... Yeah, it didn't have enough of a hook for me. No, no. Again... Well, music. I, yeah, 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 yeah. The opening titles promise so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I only know it because, again, it, it was on because my mum was watching it, and, you know, there's nothing yeah. else to do. So I would like to actually find the episodes from, you know, the original and the remake and, and see what he was like in it, because... Yeah. This Rick Young, he's had an awful lot of uh, augmentation done over the years. And I'll put a photo of what yeah. he looks like now. Um, but with that cosmetic work, he does not look like Ginka anymore. Not at all. He could do with wearing the balaclava now, couldn't he? Yeah, the, the other way round. The other way round, yeah. Yeah, much Ooh, like me in that photo I put on Facebook as well. I wish yeah. I'd turned that round. Yeah. Um, my wife knows him. My wife really? and son know him um, as Rick Young. No, um, from Alias, he was a, a, oh, yeah. a villain in Alias. Um, so, so they know him from that. Oh, there we go. Yeah, um, genre tally, uh, bit pedestrian. It's a seven. Okay. Middle of the road, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first one was in the Avengers, and in all of these, yeah, stereotype Everyone characters. Gets an Avengers. Yeah, the Avengers. The Out of the unknown again appears mm. in the list. Uh, Tomorrow people. He was in oh. Tomorrow People just before Blake Seven. Um, I had never made the connection. Now, now I know it. Yes, that is totally him. He's in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. 
Is he one of Lao Che's men? He's one of Lao, Lao Che's sons at the beginning. Oh, right. You've got that very uh, yeah. uh, thin one. Yes. And then you've got the, the smug one. The chest, yeah. yeah. And then you've got the other one saying, too much yeah. to drink, Dr. Jones, oh, and starts right. laughing. That's, That's yeah. Ginka. Of course it is. He's been snide again, hasn't it? If he had had a balaclava on, I would have spotted him. Yeah. Oh, that would be that would be brilliant if in all his roles, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's not balaclava. that's not Blake Seven. He just wears a balaclava. Maybe it was his hair, and it's not a balaclava. That's just a if very only, odd hairdo. If only we knew someone that could put could a balaclava Photoshop. over that scene. Yes, in yes. Indiana Jones. Well, you don't even have to do that. All I have to do mm. is find a photo in in one of my books here of of that scene and get my black biro out yeah, and draw true, it on. Yeah. <laughs> that's old school Photoshop, isn't it? That's when we were kids. Photoshop. Yes, yes. And I think the last two things. I think he was just voice. He was definitely the voice in Gargoyles, which was an animated oh, uh, kids I show. Like Gargoyles. And something called. Freight, Yes, right, yeah, and then Cyborg mm. 2 Glass Shadow, which squ- screams quality, that does. That sound, well, it sound could be anime, couldn't it? It's got that. It could be, yes, yeah. yeah. So so that's his genre tally. Um, no, ne- never in Doctor Great. Who, um, so he, he just gets an Indiana Jones tally of one. Okay. Right, so that's that, and then the last bit before we go is the was it worth it section. Um I think it was because they did save a part of uh, Auron that wouldn't have been saved. Mm-hmm. And if they hadn't have turned up, then Servaland probably would have won. I mean, Gink- Ginka would probably have knacked it all up anyway, but I think they, they would have had enough time that Servaland could have won this one. Yeah, if they didn't turn up, then yeah. Auron was still going to die, and yep. she gets her little Servalands. Yeah, so, sorry. so she, that they would have had, you know, a load more Servalands to have to deal with. Yeah. So that uh, I mean, the fans would have been happy with, you know, mail away, get your own Servaland. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think there's definitely a, a worthwhile one. Yes. Yeah. For them. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, we're almost at the end for today. Um, so we'll finish here. <laughs> it's a good yes. place to stop. Uh, next finish time, at we, the end, yeah. yeah, finish at the end. Let's do it. Uh, next time, we're going to season four, and it's game time because we're going to be looking at yeah. Belkov, aren't we? Stratford Johns. Stratford Johns. Yeah. Again, a story um, I don't return to much. I, I, no, I, I know no, quite no, well no. from audio, uh, but I don't tend to. Mm choose to put this one on if i no, want to watch something no, from season four i mean trouble is it's it's diminishing chances of being watched because it's season four so it's already way down on my yeah. watch list and i don't remember it as being one of my liked episodes from season four it might be very good it might be good i like stratford johns he does have a reputation of being a bit of a uh, a lazy actor mm. where he, he sort of he phones in his performance if he's not interested in it um, so I think it'll be an interesting one, yeah. It's it's not animal, so no, Hooray. no. <laughs> but that can't continue for much longer. No. Uh, no, no, my, my only memory is Stratford John's uh, female computer voice that he talks yeah. to. Terrible and, computer graphics and terrible computer yeah, graphics. Exactly. Yes, yes, this was very. This was amazingly heavily uh, flagged up in um, the magazine, wasn't it? Mm. At the time, because it must have been whatever they were filming it when they the magazine first yes, started yeah. going on to do shots and so there was endless shots of like the the stunt work and the guards in their helmets and mm. yeah mm. so it'll be interesting i imagine no. uh, i imagine it won't stand up <laughs> season four right? well let's find out next week then all yes. right yeah. all right okay thank you ian no problem no problem thank, at all thank you listener and uh, yes, thank you listener 
We'll see you in season four. Cheers, then. Thanks, then. Bye. Bye.